right, good to see everybody. Can't wait for Tuesdays. I'm glad that it's here. Got a lot of pent up emotion to get out tonight. You know, it's funny. I was watching the the little Trump warm up there about the that's the Maricopa audit, and you always see the Democrats say that you know we acknowledge that there's you know some election fraud, but it's never enough to to overturn an election. Right there, in and of itself, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of votes. Votes from addresses that people no longer exist, ghost ballots, I mean, and, and Trump only "quote unquote" lost by ten thousand votes in Arizona. It, just so you know, Arizona was clearly won by Trump. Anybody who's actually read the results of the Maricopa audit, it, it should be world headline news, but it's not. The reason being is it doesn't meet the agenda of the mainstream media, which is nothing but the Goebbels media for the Democratic Party. What has to happen over a period of time, it starts in Arizona, it goes to Georgia, it goes to Pennsylvania, it goes to Michigan, it goes to Wisconsin. Audits in all of those states will show the same thing. In order to get the mainstream media to report accurately, you have to make it hazardous to their career not to. Did everybody get that? In order for the mainstream media to report things accurately, it has to be hazardous to their career not to. That's exactly what happened in Afghanistan, where Jake Tapper, people like that notorious Goebbels leftists, are forced to ask accurate, real questions, because if they don't, they could lose their own career. Let me just say this. We're back up on YouTube right now, and I want to, listen, we are taking action. We're not just standing still. Everybody needs to make sure you have a Getter account, a Rumble account, and also a Gab account, and also go to TomLipley.com. But the thing is, what we're doing is we are we are fighting back against the tech tyrants. So YouTube, I've already got two strikes. I'm already banned for life from the church page. So our church page is banned for life off of YouTube. So what we're going to do here in just a second is we're going to shut off YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, go over to www.blackrobetv.com, www.blackrobetv.com. That's our own, what's it called, Aaron? Our own what? It's our own video streamer. There you go. That's what we have now. Nobody can mess with it. Nobody can do it. We got the great, I won't use his name because he hasn't given me permission, but we got the greatest tech stallion on the planet in the room right now. His name begins with a B. I'll leave it at that. But anyway, set it all up for us. And we listen, we're not messing around. So we're going to be shutting off YouTube in a minute. Switch over to that. You can still switch over if you want to, to rumble. Switch over to TomLipley.com. Whatever it is, but just... We're, we're taking steps. We're not, we're still on Facebook, of course, still are, you know, you, you just never know how they're going to mess with you. But anyway, I just want to urge everybody to do that. Another big announcement I want to tell you is this Saturday at 1030 and we're on all of our social media platforms, of course, including www.blackrobetv.com again, or on all of those uh, streams, but we're also on CTN Christian television network both internationally and also out of the Fort Myers uh, station. So we are going to have Saturday night, 1030, Arthur Pulaski live via, what's it called, Aaron? What's our tech, our Zoom call, or was it? Skype. Skype. Via Skype, we'll have Arthur Pulaski live right here, 1030, Saturday night, Eastern time. Do not want to miss it. He and I are going to go back and forth for a full hour I love that man. He is one of my heroes in the faith. He was arrested, what was it, two days ago? 
He was arrested yesterday, come flying back in on a, into Canada on a private jet, how they knew what jet he was on. We can get into that too when we talk, but he was, he was arrested again. He's been getting uh, habitually charged and arrested from the Canadian government, starting off with feeding the hungry, arrested for that. I believe, I hope if I get this right, he was arrested for baptizing his daughter. Yeah, so this arrest right here, the, the criminal charges that he arrested, that he baptized his daughter uh, a couple years ago. Two years ago, he baptized his daughter. So they're waiting at the airport for him. And I just want to say to all the Christians out there that caved to COVID, fantastic job caving to COVID. Don't jump, don't jump on the Arthur Pulaski train right now in support of him until you repent of your COVID caving ways. You're perfectly welcome. You're welcome to the party as soon as you repent. You don't just to get to reopen your church and pretend like you never did COVID caving pastor. No, you don't get just this, get to reopen your church and act like you never locked it down. You never COVID caved. You never strapped masks on, on. You never had your COVID clump services. You never did your social distancing. All that's no, no, you caved and you need to admit it. And if you're a pastor, you need to admit it publicly and you need to turn from it, and God will refill your church with His Spirit and with people. Until you do, you're going to remain as lifeless as you are right now, and you already know it's true because you turned your back on the Word of God, which says, and I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. You turned your back on it, locked your church down at government decree. You know what you do? You Arthur Pulaski, the bad boy. You stand up. You actually keep your church open. Well, then I'll lose my congregation or I might get arrested. You do what you got to do. It's called standing in the faith. That's what you're supposed to stand there for. Having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's what you're supposed to do. That's all out of Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, Hebrews, excuse me, out of the book of Hebrews chapter 6, 10 through 18. That's where those verses come from. That's what you were supposed to do. If you didn't do it, don't be sitting there now jumping on the train. You need to repent. And you're welcome. You don't need to repent to me. I'm not looking for any of that garbage. I'm just telling you that the Christians and the pastors that caved to COVID, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, that's what you're called to do, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. All right, let's hop into it tonight. Rumble video. We're going to start with Afghanistan tonight. Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley out of Iowa, blasts Secretary Lloyd Austin on Afghanistan. You have left Americans behind. Play it for me. First, before I do, Secretary Austin, I have to take issue with something you just said. I know this is an administration talking point. I've heard it out of the, the mouth of the press secretary and others. We are not leaving Americans behind. That was your quote of just a minute ago. With all due respect, sir, you have left, past tense, Americans behind. We have no presence any longer in Afghanistan. There were hundreds of Americans, not just Americans generally, civilians you left behind against the president's explicit commitment not to leave until all American citizens were out and to safety. That is not what happened. And now we have people who are desperately, frantically trying to get out of this country, coming to me, coming to members of this committee, asking for help. They can't get that help. They're stuck behind enemy lines. So please don't tell me that we're not leaving Americans behind. You left them behind. Joe Biden left them behind. And frankly, it was a disgrace. Allies left. 
Americans left, allies killed. That's exactly what happened. All right, here's the next one. The Daily Signal video. Biden has called his Afghanistan exit an extraordinary success. Play it for me. President Biden keeps calling it an extraordinary uh, extraordinary success. We've discussed some of this today. Is leaving Americans behind an extraordinary success in your view? Secretary Austin? We're not leaving uh, Americans yes behind. Yes or no is fine. Is the killing of 13 American servicemen and women while trying to secure a chaotic evacuation of the president's own making an extraordinary success? Uh, the loss of any civilian life is, it, is always tragic. Is the fact I, that we failed to evacuate most of our Afghan partners an extraordinary success, or the fact that we have Afghans bringing uh, child brides, people who are hardly vetted, is that an extraordinary success? Again, these are issues that we continue to work uh, to get our American citizens out and the Afghans. For Notice that she actually asked him, that's uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn out of Tennessee. She asked him about the 13 Americans that were killed at the Abbey Gate bombing. And, he asked, he, and his answer was, it's always a tragedy when civilians are killed. What are these people even talking about? And again, I say, Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, General McKenzie, all of these men are out of their element. The, here's your options. They're e e either incompetent or completely in on handing Afghanistan to the CCP. That's your only choices, galactically incompetent or handing Afghanistan over to the Chinese Communist Party. Those are your only options. We got 13 soldiers killed at Abbey Gate. All of our allies left behind. We've loaded the planes full of 60 to 80,000 unvetted Afghanistans, uh, Af uh, Afghans and spread them all over the United States, coming to a city near you. Un listen, unvetted, they have no idea who they are. Unvetted, they talk their way onto the plane. But that, again, that shouldn't surprise any of us because that's exactly what's going on every single day at the southern border. 210,000 on average are crossing the southern border in the United, into the United States onto planes, onto buses. Of course, they're all terrified of COVID-19, right? Joe Biden, everybody, Joe Biden just got his booster on the hairiest arm I've ever seen, ever, ever seen. Just a side note. So anyway, so they load them on trains, they load them on buses, they load them on planes, send them all over the United States, planes, trains, and automobiles, everywhere. And they're terrified of COVID. They're untested, unvaxxed, unmasked, send all over the United States, right? But you, on the other hand, you lose your job if you're not vaccinated, potentially, depending on where you live right now, right? But, but, but don't worry, COVID caving conservative, COVID caving Christian, COVID caving clergy. It was all about your health. Tom, why are you picking on the church so much? Because judgment begins at the house of God first. It begins at the house of God. First Peter chapter four, verse 17. Let's go to the next one. There's a litany of awesome videos. RNC research video, General Milley and Secretary Austin admit Biden waited 10 days after Kabul fell to ask for an assessment on the August 31st deadline. Play it for me. Let me move on to another recommendation they are reported to have made. General Milley, uh, Joe Biden has said that it was the unanimous, the unanimous recommendation of the Joint Chiefs that we not maintain a military presence beyond August 31st. We've heard testimony to that effect today as well. When was that unanimous recommendation 
sought and presented to the president. You're talking about the 31 August? Yes, the 31 August deadline so, for getting so out on of So on 25 August, I was asked to make an assessment and provide best military advice on... I'm sorry, my time is limited here. Okay. You just get, you gave me the answer that I needed here. August 25th? That's correct. Kabul right. fell on August 15th. That's correct. You were not asked before right. August 25th? 16th. On August 25th, I was asked to provide best military assessment as whether we should keep military forces past the 31st. Secretary Austin, was anybody asked before August 25th if we should keep troops at the Kabul airport? This is uh, the president tasked us to to make to provide an assessment on whether or not uh, we should extend our, our presence uh, beyond August 31st. And as General Milley just said, that assessment was uh, was made. We tasked him to make that assessment on the 25th, and uh, he came back and provided his best military advice. Secretary, Kabul fell on August 15th. It was clear that we had thousands of Americans. It was clear to members of this committee who were getting phone calls that we had thousands of Americans in Afghanistan behind Taliban lines on August 15th. And it took 10 days to ask these general officers if we should extend our presence. I suspect the answer might be a little different if you were asking them 16 days out, not five days out. So once again, you have two choices here, and this includes Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Jen Psaki, all the rest of them. So you have to ask yourself, you have a choice. These people are either galactically incompetent or, or are in on handing Afghanistan, which, by the way, has great strategic and mineral value. You remember Bagram Airport is only about 400 miles from China, which, of course, General Milley testified under oath that it had no military value. You have to ask, has no military value the best airport in the entire vicinity? And, and, and Milley actually testifies in, in Congress under oath that it has no military value whatsoever. And the CCP is already, so everybody knows, you can pull this up, this is on mainstream media. The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, who met with officials from the Taliban a month before the United States deserted Afghanistan, the Chinese are already talking about relaunching Bagram Airport, actually opening Bagram Airport for their own personal use. Only until they, their, their excuse was only until we don't need it anymore. Yeah, I'm sure that'll only last a year, a month, a century. But you look at the timeline here. Kabul fell on August 15th. Kabul fell August 15th. And then Biden doesn't even ask his military officials. He doesn't ask Lloyd, Lloyd Austin, defense secretary. He doesn't ask the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of, Chief of Staff, Mark Milley. He doesn't ask them anything until August 25th. Six days before all United States troops have to be out. So you, again, you have to ask. This is either galactic incompetence or they are all in on handing over Afghanistan to the CCP who gave Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, $1.5 billion as a payment for his consultancy fees. Hunter and Joe flew over on Air Force Two. Hunter securing a deal with a CCP-controlled bank out of China to receive $1.5 billion from them for consultancy fees. What on earth would Hunter Biden be giving cons consult about? So you have to ask yourself, and now all the mineral rights, and there are 
there are incredibly important mineral rights in Afghanistan that are parts of that are, are very important that are vital parts of compute different computer components. Now completely gone. It's funny. Could it be that the CCP paid off Joe Biden to hand them Afghanistan? Could that be? A, it's not like Joe Biden's ever done like anything like that before. Both of his brothers have been caught. Both of his sisters been caught. He's been caught. They they allege that Trump did a quid pro quo with with Ukraine, and we have Joe Biden on tape doing the quid pro quo with Ukraine. So here you have Milley and Secretary Austin admit. That Biden waited 10 days after Kabul fell to ask for an assessment on, uh, on the August uh, 31st deadline. So, so he waits till so six days before. Think about that. Galactically incompetent or incredibly corrupt. George Stephanopoulos' video, in an exclusive inter- interview, President Biden tells me that U.S. troops will stay until all Americans are out of Afghanistan, even if it's past August 31st. Play it for me. All troops are supposed to be out by August 31st. Even if Americans and our Afghan allies are still trying to get out, they're going to leave? We're going to do everything in our power to get all Americans out and our allies out. Does that mean troops will stay beyond August 31st if necessary? It depends on where we are and whether we can get ramp these numbers up to five to 7,000 a day coming out. If that's the case, they'll all be out. Because we've got like 10 to 15,000 Americans in the country right now, right? And are you committed to making sure that the troops stay until every American who wants to be out is out? Yes. How about our Afghan allies? We have about 80,000 people. Well, that's not the Is that too high? That's too high. How many? The estimate we're giving is somewhere between 50 and 65,000 folks total, counting their families. Does the commitment hold for them as well? The commitment holds to get everyone out that, in fact, we can get out and everyone should come out. And that's the objective. That's what we're doing now. That's the path we're on. And I think we'll get there. So Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the troops will stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And? And if there American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. You see how Stephanopoulos actually has to bait him to answer the question. Imagine he would have just let if it was if he was interviewing Trump, he would have just left him there. But you have Biden guarantee right there on national television that he will get all Americans out, which he did not. And you notice how everything with the left, everything with them when it comes to human life. Everything is optional. It wouldn't be for their own little families and their own little kids and their own little cherubs. But you know what? For you and for me and for every military soldier out there, lives are optional. That's the absolute truth. You know, I know the goal is this. The goal, there's no goal, moron. The goal, there is no goal. You have to accomplish these things. There is no try hard to get all Americans out. There is no try hard to get all of your allies out who are now being routinely uh, executed and hunted down by the Taliban. There is no try. There is no work. I, I remember, you know, one of these military officials came out. I can't remember whether it was McKinsey or Millie or whatever galactic idiot it was saying, you know, I think it was McKinsey. He comes out and says, you know, we're, we're workshopping this and we'll get better in the future. There is no future when there's 13 American soldiers dead. You can't do that. There is no goal. There is do or don't do. See, these people are either galactically incompetent 
or absolutely morally just corrupt, morally devoid of a soul. That's who they are. All right, the next revolution tweet. All right, top, uh, top military officials testified that they wanted at least 2,500 U.S. troops in Afghanistan with Defense Secretary Austin admitting that their input was received by President Biden despite Biden's claims to the contrary. So you know what? Here's the thing. Kevin McCarthy will play that video here in a second. So somebody is lying. Biden says that nobody told him to leave 2,500 troops behind. But ready? Mark Milley, General Milley, General McKenzie, who's CENTCOM commander, he was in charge of the entire operation, that's McKenzie, the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, all have testified that Biden was told unequivocally that you have to leave 2,500 troops behind. Well, what did Biden say? Play it for me. But your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. It was split. That, that, that wasn't true. That wasn't true. They didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay? No, not at, not in terms of whether we were going to get out in a time frame, all troops. They didn't argue against that. So no, no one told your military advisors did not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. I recommended that we maintain 2,500 troops in Afghanistan. We should keep a steady state of 2,500, and it could bounce up to 3,500, maybe something like that, uh, in order to move toward a negotiated, gated solution. It's a simple question, Secretary Austin. He said no senior military leader advised him to leave a small troop presence behind. Is that true or not? Did these officer and General Miller's recommendations get to the president personally? Their input was... Uh was received by the president and considered by the president uh, for sure. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. <laughs> so who's lying and who's lying under oath exactly? Well, Biden doesn't have to worry about it because he's just lying to the press. But I'm wondering, did Mark Milley lie to the car? Here's the thing. I can't stand Milley, can't stand Austin, can't stand McKinsey. I believe they're all galactically, absolutely inept possibly corrupt or and absolutely incompetent but i believe that they are telling the truth here but the problem is if you leave those 2500 troops behind then you can't give the taliban 85 billion dollars worth of equipment oh that wasn't on purpose really it's not on purpose you know for months and months and months that you're going to be withdrawing on August 31st and you can't get all of your equipment out of there? You absolutely can, especially at Bagram Airport, which has two fully functioning runways. You can easily get all of your equipment out of there, especially all the high dollar stuff. But instead, you build an army for the CCP. The greatest ally, you know what they're they're all talking about? You get you get Jen Psaki out there, you know, and she's saying, you know what, our leverage will be that we're going to hold them accountable, you know, the, the Taliban to not commit atrocities. By, but, you know, th- just this week, video came out of them executing somebody, walked them out onto a road and shot them to death, hung somebody by a crane, all on video this week. But they have great leverage over the Taliban because they're not going to let them participate in the international economic community, right? No, they don't care. They're just, they're just partnering up with the CCP. They don't care about any of that at all. And you have Joe Biden. You know, they're even talking about naming their army. The Taliban is talking about naming their army, the People's Liberation Army, which is the same name that the CCP has given the Chinese army, the People's Liberation Army. Are you aware of that? 
Again, this is a country, China, that paid. This, I mean, this should absolutely wreck everything. This should cause an impeachment. It should be worldwide news that the country that is now controlling Afghanistan gave the current president of the United States son $1.5 billion. Imagine if it was anybody else but a Democratic president. That's where we are at. And again, I just want to relate this back to COVID. All you COVID caving Christians and pastors and all those people calling themselves patriots that COVID cave, stop whining and complaining because the reason why Joe Biden is president is because of you. It's as simple as that. You caved. You caused a fraudulent election. Untraceable ballots. California has now put it out that every single election from this time on, they will mail out every ballot to every voter. It was launched, it was a purveyor, COVID was used as the conveyance to open up permanent fraudulent elections. That's why you don't put a mask on your face because you don't want to offend somebody. It's why you don't put a mask on your face knowing that it's a lie and that it doesn't block a virus. That's why you don't lock down your churches knowing that lockdowns do nothing. That's why you don't do any of these things for a 99.9% survivable virus. Use some logic. You don't even necessarily need to pray on it. It's simple logic. But that's why we have what we have now. We have a giant terrorist state totally and completely supplemented by the CCP. In other words, they're paying for everything. And they're going to do whatever they want there. Let's get some more Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley tells General Milley and Defense Secretary Austin that they should resign to their faces. God bless Josh Hawley. Play it for me. I just want to say this. It seems to me that you put a high priority on making sure that you were favorably portrayed by the D.C. press score. You spent a lot of time doing that. Fair enough if that's your priority. But at the same time... We had a rapidly deteriorating, frankly, disastrous situation in Afghanistan, which resulted in the death of 13 soldiers, including one from my home state, hundreds of civilians and hundreds of Americans left behind. And in my view, that mission can't be called a success in any way, shape or form, logistical or otherwise. General, I think you should resign. Secretary Austin, I think you should resign. I think this mission was a catastrophe. I think there's no other way to say it. And there has to be accountability. I respectfully submit it should begin with you. We live in a world where tons of people should resign, like Lori Lightfoot, Gavin Newsom, I mean, General Milley, Lloyd Austin, General McKinsey, spared General McKinsey, CENTCOM commander. I don't know why. We live in a world now because we have no media to actually report facts. I mean, the Maricopa audit alone changes the entire face of the world and it's not being reported. These guys absolutely blew up this entire operation, in my opinion, on purpose, coming from the Oval Office. And nobody's calls for them. I mean, 13 American soldiers dead. And then they want to look like big boys and girls. Jen Psaki finally gets to look like somebody else other than Raggedy Ann or Peppermint Patty. She finally gets to look like an adult. So they send in a drone strike and say, remember the reports, they come out and they said, we killed two terrorists, two ISIS-K terrorists, big names that for the first time in history, an administration doesn't name the names. Strange how that works. And then it turns out they didn't kill any terrorists. They killed a 10-member family, seven of which were children. That's who they, this, you resign over these things. When you're, when you're Bill de Blasio, 
in your murder rate in your city in a one year and everybody was locked inside goes up 25%, you resign. If you're the head of the FBI and your name is Christopher Ray and the murder rate in America is uh, has gone up somewhere in the neighborhood of 40%, you resign. That's what you do. But nobody, as long as it's not one of their kids, they don't care. They don't care at all because those, the 23 people, the 10 civilians, the seven kids and the 13 soldiers, those, none of them were named Biden. None of them were named Harris. None of them were named McKinsey or Millie or Austin. They don't care because they have no respect for human life. And again, you hear these two verses every single podcast, because whenever you're describing a Democrat, you have to describe demons. You have to. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to carry out his desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language for he is a liar and the father of lies. That's John chapter eight, verses 44 and 45. Jesus tail ends it by saying, yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Think about that statement. But they don't care about human life. They're murderers from the beginning. They habitually lie and they're murderers from the beginning. How, how is that any different than any Democrat you know? They are murderers, folks. Listen, you may not think of them as murderers because we have this constitution that blocks them, even though I don't agree with that. Because Roe v. Wade was based in six lies, which I don't have time to get into tonight. But these people in the eyes of God are considered to be liars. If you look at Exodus chapter 23 through 17, you shall not take a human life. And these people are responsible for 60 million abortions per year, folks. We talk about COVID-19 and three to four million deaths over an 18-month period once in history, allegedly, which I don't believe those numbers, but using them against them. In that same time where allegedly three to four million people have died of COVID, of which they're trying to save all these lives right through their tyrannical measures out of Australia with their masks and their cops and their stormtroopers, same thing happening in other parts of the world too. Same thing happening ostensibly in America, trying to save lives, right? Really? During the same time that they were allegedly trying to save those three to 4 million lives, a hundred million babies were aborted in the womb. And these are the lifesavers. They're murderers from the beginning. That's why they have no regard for the 13 soldiers that died at Abbey gate. They don't care. Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, General McKenzie, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris knew about that attack 12 hours before it occurred and did absolutely nothing. You know why? Because nobody at Abbey Gate was named Milley. Nobody at Abbey Gate was named Austin or Biden or Harris or McKenzie. So they don't care because these people are murderers from the beginning. That's why you don't take their vaccine. That's why you don't strap on their mask. You're like, well, Trump told us to do those things. I get it. Trump was getting his, listen, I firmly blame Trump and Trump is still pushing vaccines and I'm against him on that. Totally. He's just not mandating them. So we're on the same page there. But Trump was getting his advice from Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks. Anthony Fauci, a repetitive baby butchering monstrosity, Hillary Clinton supporter. You don't strap on the masks of a murderer. 
Why would you listen to them suddenly? All right, Relentless uh, 357 video. General McKinsey, war in Afghanistan, not over, more challenging now than it was before to protect the United States. Play it for me. Is, is the war on terror over, General Milley? Absolutely not. Uh, General McKinsey? The war in terror is not over, and the war in Afghanistan is not over either. Has the exit from Afghanistan made the war more challenging for us or less challenging? with respect to continuing to try and protect the homeland and U.S. interests abroad. Senator just made it more challenging. General Mueller, you agree? Yeah, absolutely. So all of these generals, you got the defense secretary, you got the sitcom commander, you got the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, all just said that pulling out of Afghanistan was a giant disaster. Now, some of you might be thinking that I'm contradicting myself because I also wanted us to withdraw from Afghanistan, but not from Bagram Air Force Base. You can keep, well, who's going to kick us out? You got an awesome, you have an awesome airport there where you can continue to support your allies that are in the area without having much personnel there. It's Bagram Air Force Base is in the middle of a very, very defensible position. It's in the middle of a desert. It's, you, you can see adversaries coming from miles and miles away. You could have just held, it's 400 miles from the Chinese border. You're right there in a strategic, perf- you're in a strategically perfect spot. You just stay right there at Bagram Airport for sure. And just and who's going to kick us out? Nobody. But now you have an Afghan state that is now going to be an habitual terrorist threat, not just to us, but around. Yeah, put that up there. That's a great picture. Put that up there if you can. There you go. There's there's Bagram. Very defensible. See how far it is before you even get to a mountain. You can see everybody coming from miles away. And then Mark Milley says in front of Congress that it had no strategic value. So who, what exactly, who exactly, who benefits from it having no strategic value? Who was it? The CCP. That's it. All right, let's go to the next one. This is a video here now. And I just caution, you can't really see any of the violence. But it has a little bit of violence. And I don't think it'll get us banned off social media. But this is, this is Joe Biden's. Joe Biden's Afghanistan. Remember, this is the... Af- now, how many of these videos did we see when President Trump was president? He's still really the president, but when he was actually president, how many of these videos did we see? This is Joe Biden's Afghanistan. Play it for me. That's Afghanistan. Now, walk a guy out into the streets. Get your AK-47 out and shoot him to death. And you're going to hear Kamala Harris and Joe Biden talk about our economic sanctions are going to control these people. Here's another one. Relentless 357 video. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin admits Biden left Americans behind. Play it for me. Isn't it true that you left Americans behind on August the 31st? Uh, there are Americans. There were Americans that were still in, uh, in Afghanistan and still yes. are. We continue Correct. to work to try to get those Americans out. Yeah, that, that's a yes. Let's, let's not repeat, please, the, the frankly falsehood that we didn't leave Americans behind. Yeah, I mean, and there's, there's, there is no option of leaving America. It's amazing how they, and you see how they move it? Yeah, you've heard me say this before, and I got this from somebody else. I got it from Anomaly. I don't know where he got it from. I just got it off of one of his Facebook posts or Twitter, Twitter posts that re- Democrats move the line and then Republicans hold the line and Republicans think that they're righteous. 
The, the Democrats are attempting to move the line to be where you can conceivably leave Americans behind in the hands of the Taliban. This is what they're doing. They've already moved the line so much they, they, they sacrifice 60 million babies a year on the altar of abortion. They've moved that line to many people accept that. You watch an abortion sometimes, you'll no longer be pro-choice. Watch one one time. All right, Daily Caller tweet. Millie confirms he's spoken to authors <laughs> writing Trump tell-all books, including Bob Woodward. So here you have Mark, Mark Millie. He's talking, he's talking to book companies about writing Trump tell-all books, and this is the guy making decisions. And he still hasn't resigned. Again, the line has been moved where you can be really, really, really galactically incompetent and still keep your job. And the line has been moved. Let's go. I'm going to read this to you. We don't have this one, but I want to read it to you because this is just fascinating to me. This is from Sergeant Pepper, 1964 tweet. Unable to find the tweet, but I wanted to read it to you because it's really important. FBI. Now, who's the FBI? The brown shirts for the Democratic Party, American Stasi, going after Patriot veterans. Chris Ray's FBI is investigating veterans groups that is that are saving Americans in Afghanistan that Biden left behind. So you have veteran groups have organized themselves, ex-Green Berets, ex-SEALs, people that have knowledge, uh, former intel officers, people like that, going and flying in and rescuing Americans and Afghan allies out of Afghanistan. So the FBI has nothing better to do then investigate these guys. That's what the FBI is doing. Here's the article. The FBI admitted this weekend to the New York Times that they had informants and operatives inside groups attending the January 6th, or I'll do that first, January 6th rallies in Washington, D.C. This is set up here. The FBI finally admitted they infiltrated the January 6th rallies with informants. In fact, one of the first protesters inside the U.S. Capitol was an FBI informant. That's how they warmed up the article. And now the FBI is investigating U.S. veterans groups that are saving Americans in Afghanistan that Joe Biden left stranded. The FBI has contacted veterans groups which helped evacuate Americans and at-risk allies left behind after the chaotic Afghanistan evacuation last month to make sure they did not violate federal law. So that's that's what they have to do? There's nothing else? How how about the FBI get involved with vetting the 80,000 unvetted Afghans that have been flown in by the Biden administration instead of going after American heroes that are flying into harm's way to evacuate the people that Chris Ray's administration was supposed to do. How about that for an idea? Legal insurrection tweet. Marine who criticized Biden administration withdrawal is jailed. This is the country we live in now. This was all ushered in by COVID-19. It's all been ushered in. This is the country that we have because of that. And everybody who's watching, if there is anybody, I want to just try the best you can to like and share this or get the word out about this podcast, even to the people that it will, it will offend because they need to hear the truth about themselves. The reason why we have, I, I, I can't remember. I think he's a major. I can't remember what his rank is. But the reason why we have th- this, this Marine now jailed is because he simply spoke the truth. What he did was they put they put a gag order on him and he spoke anyway and they locked him up. That's the country that we live in now. All because of a fraudulent election ushered in by COVID-19. All right, here's just changing course here. I want to look at some this out of Chicago. 
this is a uh, looting going on in Chicago. I call it looting, but it's just, it's not even looting because when I think of looting, looting's like in the dead of night with fires all around it and things like that. Black Lives Matter or Antifa, you know, riot or whatever. But this is in broad daylight and at a store. I don't remember the name of the store, but right here in broad daylight in Chicago, a city that has been run by the Democrats for decades. Look at, look at the state of affairs. Look at the state of affairs in Chicago. Play it for me. Oh, look at this. Wow. Hey, look at this. Insane. Insane, yo. Yo, this is the middle of the Ulta right now. This is going on in broad daylight. Where's security? Where are the cops? This is the plan for the Democratic Party. This is the plan. This is the country that they want to have. Now, they're not going to leave it this way. It'll be to bring the country to its knees so the government is the answer. It's been like that from day one. They lock you down. They take away your job. And then the government comes in and gives you a universal income. It's been the, that's the plan from day one. You have Lori Lightfoot running this city into the ground. Now, while this is going on, you can side by side if you Aaron, if you can go directly to it, side by side, the next video, the Associated Press video. So while that's going on, this is what's happening with Lori Lightfoot. So you have the, Aaron told me the name of the store was Alta being, uh, I don't know, major theft, grand theft going on in Alta. Now this is what Lori Lightfoot's up to right now at Barack, bring back, roll back to the very beginning. So everybody can see him digging around in the ground. There, there we go. Now this is what's going on. At the same, there's Lori Lightfoot on the far right. You got uh, Pritzker on the far left and the Obamas in the middle. Governor of Illinois, mayor of Chicago. That's what's going on while uh, Ulta is being robbed of thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. There they are digging in the ground for Barack Obama's presidential library. That's who they are. And again, let me just launch into it. Let me ask you this. What do you ever get out of an elite? You got Pritzker there, the governor. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor. The Obamas. What what have they ever done for you? See, the elites need us. We don't need them. And it is time for us to stop obeying them. Not that I have, but maybe some people out there need to hear that. It is time for it. Look at what they provide. They provide a store being looted in broad daylight while they're out there. Yeah, perfect. Leave it right there. Perfect. While they're out there doing that. No cops. There for the looting. No security stopping them. You have in Northern California, you can steal up to $950 worth of merchandise and it's not a felony. You get a notice to appear. Nobody will stop you. This is what they provide or their little elitist activities while they allow your business to be looted and for you to lose your job. But you and making sure the entire time that you're wearing your mask while they don't. If I showed you this whole video, they end up hugging all over each other. Their masks are all off because COVID doesn't spread at an Barack Obama event. It only spreads at a Republican event. It's an amazing virus. It's a miraculous virus, truly a uh, miraculous virus. All right, moving on to COVID. Anna Kate video breaking. This is Arthur Pulaski. Arthur Pulaski was just arrested as he landed in Canada. Let me just tell everybody again. Let me give you this announcement. 
if you came on late, we are going to have Arthur Pulaski live right here Saturday night at 10.30 via Skype from Canada. He will be live. We're going to spend the entire hour together on Facebook, on CTN, on Rumble, on TomLifely.com, on Blackrobe Media. We are going to be live with Arthur Pulaski for 55 minutes. Do not miss it. Do not miss it, Fort Myers CTN. Do not miss it, Worldwide CTN. Do not miss it, Worldwide Rumble and Facebook. Don't miss it. You've got to be here. We're just going to go back and forth for an hour. But here's the video footage. You can just side-by-side it if you guys can. Arthur Pulaski was just arrested as he landed in Canada after a four-month tour in America. He warned Americans the perils of socialist of a socialist country and the religious persecution. He spoke at my church right here in Inglewood, Florida. Foundation Church is the biggest crowd we've ever had. 700 people or more were here that day. And he's and, and here's the thing, I got to spend time with him. This right here is a wonderful human being. And the reason why he's being arrested right now is because the international church has caved to COVID-19 and the COVID tyrannists that are pushing their masks, pushing their vaccines, pushing their social distancing, closing our events while keeping their paloozas open, their various paloozas that they run. What was that big, Aaron, what was the big concert thing that was on Twitter? Yeah, well, there was that, but the one that was just a couple days ago, they had a big event. I can't. So yeah, global something. I can't remember. Global citizen, global citizen event where everybody's up there singing. There's hundreds of thousands of unmasked people, but it was all about your health, right? COVID caving pastor. And what's so sad is you're still, you see footage like this, COVID caving pastors, you see footage like this and you are still willing, you run those through Aaron, you are still willing to not talk about the very fact that you cave to lies. You have, you have vaccine passports proliferating all throughout the globe right now, and you still say absolutely nothing. You still act like, well, you know, we did it as a, uh, you know, we did it as a precautionary event, you know, just in case this, no, that's a pathetic, worthless excuse. You caved. You caved. You were either scared of the virus or you were scared of the repercussions of not being scared of the virus. That's all that you did. And because of that, people like Arthur Pulaski, Rodney Howard Brown, Tony Spell, and numerous others have been arrested because of your caving. If we all would have stood, there's not enough jail space. You should have stood. Now listen, I will welcome you back to the party, but not just by opening up your church and acting like you never caved. You need to come out and say, I was wrong. I never should have turned my back on the word of God. I was wrong to demand that my church mask. I was wrong to demand that my church social distance. I was wrong to close for however long a period of time. Well, it's just people now that are fighting against it, but still have never admitted the initial, uh, the initial wrongdoing of what they did at the beginning. They're fighting now, but they've never come out and said that they were wrong at the very beginning. It doesn't work that way. That's not Jesus style. Jesus style is a style of repentance. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You don't just pretend like it never happened. You, and, you, you, and you don't justify things. You don't say, well, we did it for this reason. We did it. For no, you come out and say, oh my gosh, you know, that these va- vaccine mandates and these vaccine passports, they sure look, look a, whole like, a whole lot like Revelation 13. 
16 through 18, that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's going on all over the place and you're still justifying your initial compliance to the COVID tyranny? Why? Why would you do that outside of pride going before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall? Why? Explain that to me, please. I just want you back. Believe me, I want you back. Even if that means there's better preachers that come along, God just moves, moves me along and sends me off to sit on a mountain the rest of my life. Fine. I want you back. But you got to repent first. All right, let's go to the next one. Tom Elliott tweet. This is what I, I really truly never understand how the international church does not repent. The flu disappearing alone should cause an international revival. Oh yeah, they lied to us. Okay, we're sorry. We never should have complied. The flu's disappeared. 38 million cases in the United States last year at this time. We've had 1,800 this year. That doesn't cause, why is that not causing a worldwide revival? Because everyone's abiding in lies. Everyone's afraid to stand up and call something a lie. You wear a mask, you're a liar. You ready? You're a liar if you wear a mask. You're a bold-faced liar. Because masks do nothing, and you know it. Alberta Chief Health Officer Dina Henshaw, going forward, we're counting all sick people. <laughs> I mean, you have to laugh. Who declined COVID tests as COVID positive. Play the video for me. So we do have that framework where schools, if they see that there are an increased number of children who are ill because of respiratory illness, again, or teachers or staff, uh, they can work with Alberta Health Services. And in some ways that is uh, adding an additional layer of protection because if individuals choose to not get tested for COVID but are home with an illness, um, they're now counted in the list as uh, being part of that outbreak. And so it's less dependent on needing a test to be a part of identifying where there is an issue. We are, as I mentioned, working with education. So now it's less dependent on a test. In other words, they want to call any, it's not less dependent on a test. It's the elimination of a test. Not that I'm a big fan of PCR tests anyway, but it's the elimination of a test so that you can call anything and everything COVID. But don't you worry, COVID cavers. It's always been about your health. These people don't lie at all. Dirty Truth Josh tweet. Military leaders, this is in Canada, saw pandemic as opportunity to test propaganda techniques on Canadians. From the article, from OttawaCitizen.com. The plan devised by the Canadian Joint Operations Command relied on propaganda techniques similar to those employed during the Afghan war. The campaign called for shaping and exploiting information. CJOC claimed the information operations scheme was needed to head off civil disobedience by Canadians during the coronavirus pandemic and bolster government messages about the pandemic. Yavo, ya commandant. Yavo, ya commissar. But don't worry, Canadians. It's been all about your health. It's just the military that's ushering in COVID propaganda. But just strap your mask back on, keep your mouth shut, and get back inside. Sir Rickster tweet. Sir Rickster tweet. Here we go. This was Monday morning at Latrobe Street in Melbourne, Australia. Here's the plan, folks. Government causes the problem, then offers the solution. Melbourne, Australia. People, well, I don't know what that word is. Something for food, waiting for food, queuing. What does that even mean? Waiting for food, handouts. It looks like 
a, a lot of communism. Exactly. Down under. Play it for me. So here you go. You got the government that causes you to lose your job, locked down. You have no money. But don't you worry. You got a nice government stipend for you. You get in a nice long food line. How this doesn't cause a grand rebellion of civil disobedience in the nation of Australia, I will never know. When was the last time? I want to ask all the Australians out there. You can answer me if you want. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll actually see it on, on, on Facebook. When was the last time you saw food lines? In Australia. And yet, you know, it's a very strange thing is about 60% of Australians fully believe in what the government's doing. Very, very, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't even know what to say. Yes, I am at a loss for words. I don't get it. I don't get how you went from no food lines to food lines. If you use New South Wales as an example, where they've had basically over the last couple of weeks, 20 some odd COVID deaths out of 8 million people and are completely locked down and you can't go more than two kilometers from your house. And you're okay with that. Truly amazing brainwash. Sounds like the PSYOP coming out of Canada. Doesn't it? All right, Mark Baldwin tweet. By the start of 2020, Chinese owners controlled about 192,000 acres in the U.S. That's a farmland worth $1.9 billion. But then once again, don't worry, it's all about your health. And it was all just a big giant accident coming out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, funded by Anthony Fauci, funded by the Equal Health Alliance and Peter Daszak, which was funded by Anthony Fauci, funded by Bill Gates, who also is the single largest uh, private landowner in the private farmland owner in the United States is Bill Gates, the very person that sent tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese Institute of Virology, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Chinese Institute of Sciences, which owns the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Bill Gates sent, sent tens of millions of dollars to each one of those institutions. And it's funny how he and the Chinese are buying up all of our farmland. But it's all a coincidence, right? Get your mask back on. Get your get your branch COVIDian credit, Steve Deese. Branch COVIDian rosary beads back on, which is your mask. Make the sign of the cross. Well, the sign of the vaccine, you know, make sure you got that going on. Get your mask on, the sign of the mask, your devotion to the branch COVIDian religion. Because it really, you don't worry, it's always been about your health. The very people that created the virus are buying up all your farmland. The very people who funded the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded the people that created the virus are buying up all your farmland. But don't worry, COVID caving pastors, conservatives and Christians. Scrap your mask back on. Be a compliant community neighbor, you know, uh, community partner and good neighbor and trust the science, right? Why don't you open up your eyes instead? Koozie News tweet. California will mail all registered voter ballots in future elections. There you go. That's what it's been about from day one. Ushering in fraudulent elections. What happens with fraudulent elections? It was never about your health. It's about Democrats winning elections. Mail-in ballots. What's been going on? If you have mail-in ballots that can go to anybody, there's no signature verification, no ID requirement, right? So anybody can send it back in. Illegals can send it back in. When you, if you want, in California, the largest state in the union, 40 million people live there. 
If you want to vote there, all you have to have is a driver's license and they give driver's licenses to illegals. And then you open up the southern border. Then you truck in 100,000 Afghans, right? That's what you do. And then you have mail-in balloting. It's all about the Democrats winning elections. That's all it is. And the Democrats win elections. Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and the CCP win elections because they're all in lockstep. Klaus Schwab loves the CCP and the CCP loves Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. Loves them. And this is all about getting the globalists in authority. The globalists are the Democratic Party. Joe Biden does not think of himself as as president of a sovereign nation called the United States of America. He thinks of himself as a globalist governor of a globalist state under the auspices of the World Economic Forum. Let's look at facts about COVID. I am tweet. General uh, Germany and Sweden have reported nearly identical population adjusted COVID deaths for 15 months now, despite Germany, Germany having mass mandates and overwhelming compliance. So let's before we switch over, let's think about this. Let's compare two nations. One that's almost completely vaxxed, completely masked, and the other nation, which is Germany, and the other nation, which is not. So there should be a very distinct difference in the graph, right? Germany should have almost all of its cases gone. Again, why does this not change everything? Why does this not change change the paradigm of discussion in the United States or in everywhere else? Why? Why doesn't it change the paradigm of discussion? Why? When you look at this and you see the chart where you have this, by the way, this chart is the same. If you take Florida and California, it's the same. If you take Florida and Ohio, the same. If you take uh, Missouri and Texas, it's the same. Because you cannot control an ever mutating virus with vaccines and masks, social distancing and lockdowns. It does not work. You, you can control those vaccines with pre-treatments like ivermectin, like pro with, with treatments, uh, prophylactic treatments like, treatments like ivermectin, like Regeneron, like zinc, and also just not being in, in a state, a situation where you are actually vulnerable, which is elderly and obese. 82% of COVID patients are morbidly obese. So here you have it. This should cause all the science to drop away. And by the way, it is. I know I'm hanging on this graph for a minute. Just hang on with me. That's just why you have Sweden. Denmark and Norway and now Japan have dropped all COVID regulations. All COVID gone. Masks gone. Vaccine mandates gone. Why? Because they're actually reading these graphs. You can no matter what country you put this on, it will look identical. Put up the put it on the big screen for me. So there you go. There it is. You have Germany in the black, Sweden in the yellow, and if you want to be even slightly worse, then lock down, wear masks, and vaccinate. If you want to actually be worse, do those things. Because Germany did them at a far higher, just absolutely tyrannical rate. And they're worse. They're worse than Sweden in all categories. Why does this not change the paradigm? Because it has never been about controlling a virus. It has never been about anybody's health. It has been about ushering in tyranny out of the world economic forum that's what it's been about from day one whether it's opportunism or whether it was an uh, a release of a virus on purpose it doesn't matter that's what it's been about from day one it's never been about the facts jay botticera tweet 
COVID-19 mortality is locked down in lockdown California versus free Florida by age to September 22nd, 2021. If the lockdowns accomplished anything, they harm the old without protecting the young. Put up the graph for me. So there it is. You can look at put it on the big screen because it's hard to see. There it is. You just simply compare. Florida's in the red. California's in the blue. California did everything. Florida's been open, ostensibly open all of this year and most of last year. And there's statistically very little difference. And if any difference at all, favoring Florida. So that does not, again, I tell you, it doesn't matter whether it's a bar graph or a squiggly line graph. It doesn't matter. You cannot control an ever-mutating virus outside of the Word of God where you bind and you lose. All right, Aaron Gintweet. In Australia, you're hunted down by police for not wearing a mask outside. All hail the science. Play the video for me. All hail the science, right? How's that make you feel? That's Australia now. I mean, it's just side by side, Aaron, for me, real quick. Just a, you can do a still photo or whatever. You can even put the tweet side by side. I don't care. I just want to see the the outfits that are worn by the police. So there you go. I mean, does this make you feel good about your COVID caving? about your mask wearing, about being compliant, about following the science. People are just walking around outside, outside, outside without a mask on, get tackled by these stormtroopers. I mean, look what these guys look like now. Look at the, look at, listen, I was a cop for 25 years myself. I never wore an outfit that looked like that. Why are these guys even outfitted like that? I mean, look at, look at the state of affairs that we are in right now. Look at where we're at. I just, I will never understand how the, a video like that doesn't wake up the whole world. Aaron, get video again. Man arrested for walking his dog without a mask outside. Play it for me in Australia. Oh, I'm all he has to do is tell us who he is and we just all you guys have to do is just leave us alone all you had to do was leave us alone for doing nothing well, there you go. And I just wonder too, every, every video that I see coming out of Australia, there's like 40 cops standing around. How many cops do they actually have? And I just want to say to the cops, as you continue to shut down your society, it will come for you, no matter whether you're a cop in Australia, a cop in America, a cop in Canada, it will come for you eventually because as you close down your economy, how do you get paid? You ever think of that? How do I get paid? You get paid by tax revenue generated by individuals and businesses. And as you shut them down and as there's long lines for food in your country, which is happening right now, how much longer is it going to be that you have a job? But you're sitting there right now. Well, I have to do this because, you know, I've got to feed my family. Oh, really? How about you stand up for what's right? 
How about try that for once? You know, I say that to all the COVID caving pastors too. How about you actually stand? Where's the church in Australia? Just, just curious. Where, where's Hillsong? Uh, let me make sure everybody can see my shirt here. There you go. Where, where's the church? Where's the church in Australia? Where are you at? You making sure you're wearing your masks and having on your mask services and making sure you got that you're keeping to your 25% volume inside your service. You're only allowed to have 25% attendance inside. You're being nice and compliant, being a community partner and a good neighbor. Is that what you're doing? And now look at where you're at. And where, I'm just curious, where are all the pastors? And where are all the pastors in Australia? When you watch videos like this, why, why is it that an American pastor in Inglewood, Florida is the one that's commenting on this and you're saying nothing? I'm just curious about that. How is, how is it? Oh, well, you know, there's a difference, uh, you know, between politics and, you know, and the gospel. Really? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You know, when you're out there walking your dog alone outside and you have a group of 20 cops in black uniforms that look like stormtroopers from the SS tackle you to the ground, you might want to wake up as a church. I say to those pastors there, how much longer are you going to have a job? In America, all you PPP uh, grabbing pastors closed your churches and got millions of dollars from the federal government. How much longer is it going to be till you come and you, you, you can't pay it all back. So how, what are you going to do? You're going to have to comply with whatever the state tells you to do. You know what, pastor, we got some good news for you. Your church will now abide by democratic party rules. Well, how's the democratic party? Well, we're in charge right now and you owe us millions of dollars. So you're going to do what we want. And by the way, you know, all your bathrooms now are transgender. We're going to put out a well health self safety seal on the outside of your church. And nobody gets into your church. No one can buy, sell, trade, or travel in your church without the mark of the beast. Oh, I'm sorry. A, a vaccine passport. No, that could never happen. Right. Candace Owens tweet. Now we're going to go back. Here's, here's the fight back. This is amazing. Withdraw your kids from these indoctrination camps. 100% agree. Homeschooling doubles across the country. This is what needs to happen. It's what Dan Bongino calls a parallel society. They don't want us? Fine. Fine. We're even commanded in scripture to come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. If they don't want us, that's absolutely fine. Let's leave their schools. You, you know, a child has a 0% chance of dying of COVID. They have two confirmed COVID deaths in America. For somebody under the age of 17, or it's under, well, it's, I can't remember the age, but two confirmed very young juvenile deaths in the United States where kids died exclusively of COVID-19. No comorbidities. Seven confirmed deaths with when five of the five of the seven had comorbidities. So they try to vaccinate your kids for no reason. Kids are not significant vectors of COVID-19. In other words, they do not spread it. They do not catch it. If they do catch it, their immune system kills it immediately and they never die of it. But yet they're trying to vaccinate their, your kids. Why? Explain to me the science behind it. Explain to me the science behind vaccinating people have absolutely no chance of dying of the very thing you're vaccinating them against. Explain to me the science behind that. There is no science behind it. So here you have Larry Elder writing, homeschooling doubles across country, surging by almost 18% in states' brick-and-mortar schools, staffed by unions, hit hard by pandemic. Pull your kids out. Well, you know, we can't afford it. Maybe it's time for radical action. You know, if you're not, for me, just believe God. 
But my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But if you don't have that, if you don't want to believe God, then downsize a little bit. Pull your kids out and don't have them going to Democratic Party indoctrination camps for six to eight hours per day. Pull them out of there. This is from Fox 13, Tampa Bay News. Another fight back. Love this. Love Ron DeSantis. Governor DeSantis announces state will purchase monoclonal antibody treatment doses directly. Here it is. This is the article. Governor DeSantis announced Thursday during a stop in Tampa that the state has begun purchasing doses of monoclonal antibody treatment directly from the pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline. Why? Because Joe Biden ended up, I'll read the article, after the federal government last week took control of the distribution of COVID-19 treatments produced by other companies. So Ron DeSantis goes, you know what? Go pound freaking sand. I'll go get it myself. Very rich state. We got somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 to 27 million people living here now. So you might as well just go buy it yourself. Because Joe Biden, if you don't take the mark of his beast, where you get the vaccine, you wear your mask compliantly, then he'll cut off Regeneron. He'll cut off pre-sickness. They're not, it's not really pre-sickness. It's when you first come in expressing some symptoms. If you get on Regeneron, you get on hydroxychloroquine, you get on zinc, it, it, the survival rate is exponential. But Joe Biden couldn't have that because it violates the vaccine doxology. You have to, you, you can't have something work outside of the vaccine, even though the vaccine doesn't work at all. But you can't have something work. 66% out of a major Miami hospital, 66% of the patients there that were on monoclonal therapies, Regeneron, were double vaxxed. And if it was in Miami, that means most of them are Democrats. So Joe Biden will cut off your treatments whether you support him or not. If you don't go by his way, those people did go by his way. They were double vaxxed and needed Regeneron. He cut it off. He cut off 50% of Florida's monoclonal treatments. For all for the sake of you will abide by his religion. If you don't, you will not get your pre-treatments for COVID. It's the way that it is. All right, New York Post tweet. Japan to lift all corona, coronavirus emergency steps nationwide. I told you about that earlier. Earlier, There's the fight back. Right, let's spend just a couple minutes on vaccines before we call it a show. Disclosed TV video. New York governor. You got to see these before I close. We got we to go over these. New York governor Hochul proclaims the vaccine comes from God. Now remember, uh, governor Hochul here is a universal supporter of butchering the unborn by the tens of millions. But yet here she is trying to save lives, right? Save lives. 60 million per year die in abortion. 3 million have died in 19 months worth of COVID. 60 million, 90 million died in that same period of time inside the womb because of people like her. But yet the vaccines she's going to testify come from God. Play the video for me. I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers, he made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say, thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say, I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. 
I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve. That's good. Can't bear it anymore. We had another 30 seconds, but I couldn't take it anymore. Here's Tucker's response to it. Play it for me. So no, America's not lost its religion. It's just replaced its religion. What's dying is the faith that created Western civilization, Christianity. In its place is a new creed. And like all religions, it has its own sacraments, its own sacred texts. It's the cult of coronavirus. Kathy Hochul is one of the high priestesses of this new faith. She's the governor of New York. Now, no one voted for her as governor, and that seems odd for a politician. But it's typical for a faith leader. No one voted for Jim Jones either. Yesterday, Kathy Hochul held her first service as the leader of the New York Diocese of the Corona Cult. Around her neck, she wore not a cross, that's yesterday's symbol, but instead a vaccination necklace. That necklace signified to the faithful gathered that Hochul is ascended to the select priesthood of those who have taken full intravenous communion. Listen to Bishop Hochul preach. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say, I'm vaccinated, all of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones, but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. How do you show your love to one another? The old way was to visit people, say, in the hospital as they died. That's no longer allowed. The new way to show your love is to get the vax. God himself wants you to take the vaccine. I need you to be my apostles, Hochul thundered. No one comes to the Father except through the shot. Sinners in the hands of an angry healthcare worker. At the pulpit, Kathy Hochul, not super bright as you may have noticed, seems suddenly transformed. A transfiguration, if you will. Standing there, she wasn't merely a mediocre, unelected governor of a dying state with bad weather. No. Hochul was the vaccine messiah, preaching the undying word of St. Anthony Fauci. Can I get an amen, ladies and gentlemen? So there you go. Just and Tucker adds on more and more. You got your, you know, you got my original one where you got the sign of the cross, which is the mask. You know, they habitually have to adjust to doing exactly what you're not supposed to do, right? If you don't want to spread a virus around, put your hands in your face. That's what you do constantly with the mask. And then you got your baptism or your communion right here. And of course, now the new, I, I called, I called the mask, the rosary beads. It's actually better now because they've actually have real rosary beads around their necks, which says vaxxed on it. I mean, it can't get any more religious than that. The Dirty Truth Josh video, be sure to pick up your new prayer candles with Messiah Fauci, along with other Messiah Fauci gear. Tucker again, play it for me. Now it may sound unlikely to those of you used to the older faiths, but many are joining this new church. And for $39 right now on Amazon, you too can buy a sterling silver necklace that declares that you have been vaccinated. Literally declares it. Just spells out in cursive, vaccinated. 
There's no mistaking what an incredibly good person you are. Everyone will see it. You can also buy vaccination bracelets and vaccination pins and vaccination earrings, vaccination shirts, vaccination socks. It's all at Kathy Hochul's church gift shop. Go there today. And while you're shopping, be certain to pick up a Tony Fauci prayer candle. In fact, get two. All good, decent people have more than one. For just 15 bucks on Etsy, you can buy a patron saint of staying home prayer candle. That's a real thing. We read the reviews today. Here's one of them. Love it! Exclamation point. I think I may have to set up a little altar to place it on. Another exclamation point. There's a new convert. Here's another review from a woman called Kelly Hannon. Quote, I put this in my office. I work in public health, and this makes me smile every time I look at it. Of course it makes you smile, Kathy Hannon. Virtue is its own reward. Now, for those still making the tough transition from a traditional Western religion, a religion about God, to this new religion, which is not about God, it's really about you, and only you, and more of you, and you, 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 you can pick up this masked nativity scene online. It looks conventional, but look closely. It features Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus, all with their faces covered, as they should be even in a manger. They're masked just like you are. In this religion of narcissism, the holiest figures look exactly like you do. That's the point. We'll reach back 2,000 years and change the appearance of historical figures to look exactly like the people in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. That's what this religion's about. And speaking of babies, you want to celebrate your children's baptism by vax by purchasing a sacred text to memorialize this moment. We recommend this age-appropriate Tony Fauci coloring book. This book promises, quote, hand-illustrated coloring pages starring your quarantine dreamboat. Now let's look at let's look at some let's look at some vaccine stats before we go tonight because I want you to see this. Now they will tell you you'll hear, and I'm going to play you a little series of videos here before we close up in these last couple minutes. I want you to listen very closely to the statistical data coming out. Now our statistical data in the United States is under a federal lawsuit by Thomas Rents. The VARES report, where you see 15,000 COVID deaths, remember, it is approximated that only 1% of VARES information is actually, things that would be VARES information comes in. Only So when you see uh, the amount of hospital visits, you're only seeing 1% of hospital visits caused by the vaccine. When you see 15,000 deaths, you're only seeing 1% of the actual deaths. So when you see other reports like coming out of Australia right here, this is some factual data that you have to listen very closely to. Then when your neighbors tell you, when you hear the president of the United States tell you that this is a pandemic, remember now, I want you to remember these words, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So the unvaccinated, which by the way, always keep in mind that the vaccinated want the unvaccinated to get vaccinated to protect them. If you're vaccinated, why would you need protection? If you're vaccinated, why would you want me to take the vaccine that's not protecting you in so much that you need me to be vaccinated than to protect you from that which you've been vaccinated with? I don't get it. So anyway, here's Codron Pool. The message to the unvaccinated is that you will not achieve any further freedom unless you get vaccinated. Play it for me. The message to the unvaccinated is, is that you will not achieve any further freedom unless you get vaccinated. And a further, further and final message to regional New South Wales. There are parts of regional New South Wales that are currently open. 
uh, the 70% roadmap does apply to the whole state. So there will be individuals in regional rural New South Wales who choose not to be vaccinated who will lose their freedoms on the 11th of October. So my message to everybody in regional and rural New South Wales is to continue to get vaccinated. So I just want to ask Christian leaders in America, when you watch a video like that, when you're hearing somebody say that you will lose your freedoms on this date, you will lose unless you're vaccinated, then how do you justify yourself? How is your church a vaccination center? How is it that you're urging people in your church to be vaccinated? How do you wear a mask? How do you justify your lockdowns? For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. Ask yourself that question when you see that. Ask yourself the question that even though you've opened up your church and you're pretending like you never locked down before, how do you justify yourself when you watch a video like that without repenting, without mentioning it, without getting out in front of your congregation and saying that you were wrong? Listen to the statistical data. This is the last refuge tweet. Listen close carefully. I need it on my left. There you go. 95% of the people in hospital, nine, now I want everybody to hear this now. I'm going to play the video, but here are the statistics. A pandemic of the unvaccinated? A pandemic of the unvaccinated. 95% of the people in hospital, after a quarter of which are on respirators in Victoria, were previously vaccinated. Play the video for me. We also have 375 people with COVID in hospital at the moment. 81 of those are in intensive care and 61 are on a ventilator. Of the people who were in hospital yesterday, 78% were vaccinated and 17 were partially vaccinated. In regards to tests... Now, if you're not a geek enough to write those down like I am, here's the statistics right there. Out of out of New South, out of Victoria, Australia, here's the here they are. Ready? 375 people. This was yesterday. 375 people in the hospital. Out of by the way, Aaron, see if you can give me the population for the state of Victoria in Australia. So 375 people in Australia in 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 the hospital. 81 81 in critical care. 81. 78% of those, 78%, so that's 356 out of the 375 people in the hospital were fully vaccinated or at least partially vaccinated. So 78% of those were fully vaccinated. 17% of those were vaccinated. So out of the 375 people in there, 5% were unvaccinated. Five. And again, why does this not shake up the world? How does this not shake up the world? Explain that to me. How how in the world do Americans not look at this and go, what on earth am I doing? Thank you, Aaron. There's 6.5 million people live in Victoria. 6.5. And yesterday, out of 6.5 million people, 375 are in the hospital, 81 critical out of 6.5 million people. And they have a news conference over this. Does anybody see this now? That it's pure theater. It's theater. Why would you buy into this? Why would anybody buy into a state that has 6.5 million people and 81 people 
are in ICU. 375 are in the hospital over this black plague. Why doesn't this wake you up? I know I'm preaching to the choir, but there might be one or two that need to be woken up that might be watching this right now. How does this not wake you up and say, oops, I just wasted the last 18 months of my life treating COVID like it's the bubonic plague. 375 people in the hospital out of 6.5 million. And again, let me reiterate, 95% of 78% of the 375 are fully vaccinated. 95% are vaccinated. 17% partially vaccinated. So total vaccinated out of the 375, 95%, 356 out of three. Uh, so 19 people weren't vaccinated out of 375. And it's a pandemic of the unvaxxed. Well, Biden says that he is. Go right to that next video. Look, listen to what Biden says. Play it for me. President Joe Biden, who is 78 years old, has been pushing booster shots. Millions of Americans refuse to get any shots. The president continues to call it a pandemic of the unvaccinated and is urging, pleading with Americans to get immunized to slow the spread of the virus. Over 77% of adults have gotten at least one shot. About 23% haven't gotten any shots. And that, uh, that distinct minority is causing an awful lot of us, uh, uh, an awful lot of damage for the rest of the country. So how is that exactly? How is, how is that? When you look at the statistics that I just showed you, they're no different here in the United States. They lied to us here, but they're no different in the United States. No different at all. I just showed you the stats where he said the unvaccinated are causing all the problems. 95% of those hospitalized with COVID in Victoria, Australia, which by the way, strange how this works, isn't it? Very strange how this works. Because 95% of the severe hospitalizations in, in Israel are fully vaxxed people too. So how does this, how does this jive with, with Biden's rhetoric that this is a pandemic of the unvaxxed when the hospitals are full of the vaxxed? Well, that's not what they're saying here. That's because they're lying here. 64% of the COVID deaths in England are the fully vaxxed. Most COVID deaths in Scotland, fully vaxxed. 95% of hospitalizations in Israel, including severe hospitalizations, are fully vaxxed people. Just comes out the exact same thing in one of the most totalitarian. This is under Dan Andrews, Victoria, Australia. They did the lockdowns. They're still locked down. They're still social distance, still max mandatory vaccinations, all that. And look at the hospitals are full of the vaccinated. Strange how it works, but yet it's a pandemic of the unvaxxed. How's that possible, right? How could that be? Final video I'm going to show you tonight. This is from band.com video. Shock video from Melissa Tate. I got it from her off Twitter. Medicare database reveals thousands dead in New York City within 28 days of the COVID vaccine. Listen, I like the VAERS report, but remember... The VAERS report only shows 1% of the real data. Play it for me. Since Thursday night, he started running these actual side effects on slide 16 that you're looking at right now. And if you go to the next slide, this actually is all of New York State in the CMS database. He took and had the whistleblower look at anybody who had these symptoms or diseases on slide 16 that you were just looking at. He wanted to make sure no one had it as of January 1st, 2020 in the Medicare database and then wanted to know since January 2020, how many of the Medicare people now have these conditions that are listed on all of the slide 16. 
And you ask me, what's the agenda? It sounds like a depopulation thing. Look at this. Outside of killing a whole bunch of New Yorkers with their hospital protocols and remdesivir, look at death. For people on Medicare in New York, 28 days post-vaccination, 6,586 people in New York alone died within 28 days of getting the Holy COVID-19 Holy smokes. This, this is actually incredible. Not only the death, the COVID-19, they all got COVID. And look at all the COVID ones. Yeah, you'll see COVID-19 listed there. 7,612 people got COVID as a result of the shots. That did not have it before they got the shots. So this is taking slide 16, and I told Thomas Renz, go take that information. The FDA said they were going to use the CMS database and do what's called rapid cycle analysis. Every seven days, they were going to be evaluating the side effects and injuries to people in Medicare on, in that database. They haven't looked at it once. At least they've never created those reports for us. But now we have simply for New York only. Take that number, 6,586 deaths within 28 days of getting the vaccines in the CMS database, and now plug that in for all 50 states. You not only have 704,000 people dead in America right now from remdesivir poisoning, you also have hundreds of thousands dead, most likely 150,000 dead post-COVID-19 vaccines. If this isn't a depopulation, this is almost 800,000. Actually, it's... 850,000 people that have been killed in less than 17 months with Anthony Fauci's protocols and the FDA protocols of these vaccine mandates. And now, and there you go. 6,586 people dead within 28 days of taking the vaccination had no prior problem. He even documented that he even has all the other, all the other ailments that they registered as having no problem with. They took the vaccination then they end up with like thrombosis, heart problems, all different things. But then deaths was part of that 6,586 so far, so far. Remember nobody was getting vaccinated in January, February, mostly March. So he really started vaccinations in April, got really hot in May, June, July, August, right? So 6,586, that's New York alone times 50. The math ends up being somewhere in the neighborhood of 150,000 people dead from the vaccine already. Remember, it's 15,000 on the VAERS, and everybody says that the VAERS only represents 1% of the available data. Facts. Love you all. We'll be back here Thursday night, 8.30. As always, do not forget, Arthur Pulaski will be here live with me on, is it, is it called, uh, what's it called again? No, no, on, uh, what's it called, Zoom? Oh, Skype. On Skype. So uh, Arthur Pulaski will be Skyping with me live on Saturday night, 10.30. Make sure you set whatever alarm you need. You do not want to miss that. Love you all. God bless you. See you Thursday night.